Dave Fanning on 2FM. It is indeed. And 34 minutes past the hour of 1 o'clock and we're here till 3. 51552 is our text. Now I'm going to go right back to play a little piece here of 26 seconds for a very big good reason. Big Boss Man from Jimmy Reed. Big Boss Man So, world number one, Rock Scribe. Um, <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> he's, he's on the line. Uh, Pat Carty, come on yourself, Pat, hot press, etc. Um, why did I play that? Big Boss Man by Jimmy Reed. Why did you play that? It's one of the selections in this very exciting new book. Very exciting for people like you and me, maybe. I don't know if it's exciting for everybody. Yeah. But Bob Dylan has a new book out. Um, I know there's another Rockstar book out this week, so people <laughs> might have missed it. You know, I don't know if they're even aware there is another Rockstar book out because he kept it very quiet. But anyway, um, the philosophy of modern song is Bob Dylan selecting 66 songs that mean something to him and then offering... I suppose you could call them insights. Uh, he kind of free. He he talks about what's going on in the song, and then in a in a second section with a lot of them, he kind of free associates and goes all over the place. And that's the better part of the book. It's in my a opinion. big, yeah. huge, hardback. It is book. beautiful. I'll tell you, I think... I'm going to read from a little bit of the. <coughs> uh, just a, just Go ahead. First, it says, the philosophy of modern song is the author's first book of new writing since Dylan's Chronicles, Volume <coughs> One. Well, where's Volume Two, by the way? Anyway, yeah. that, that was from 2004 and on the New York Times bestseller list for over 50 weeks. And since winning the Nobel Prize for Literature in 2016, so it's his first. Since then, so mm. there's 66 tracks, and it's basically a lot of the stuff from the past, except for three English ones and all American. And then Bob's your uncle, right? Yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, yeah, about I think about 28 of them or something like that are from the 1950s. So yeah. that's when Bob Dylan was a teenager. That's when he was listening to music. You ask anybody, I'm sure loads of people come on here. They all say, "Oh, it's the music of when I was a teenager that means the most yeah, to me." So that's yeah. what's going on there. Um, there has been some uh, harping about the fact that um, the vast majority of these songs are by male artists. Um, uh, some people have said to counter that well it's about songs it's not about artists in general um, again either I don't think that's Dylan deliberately gone out of his way I think that's this is just the music he likes you know when people ask about a list you've done plenty of lists they change all the time you know so if I asked you what your 10 best record favourite records are today it mightn't be the same list you'll give me next Friday definitely like, won't as we know uh, th- there was a 2FM list only in the recent <laughs> past where, where there was a kind of collective uh, breakdown Fantastic. and uh, every you know absolutely every one every one a piece of gold there was karaoke <laughs> sorry a boy band in there as well <laughs> and, and Dave Fanning tr- trending on Twitter which was really an amazing was thing thank god mm. I didn't look at that ok let's take a look at what we're talking about here because it is Bob Dylan The Philosophy of Modern Song is the name of the book which I think is the hilarious title <laughs> and then let's face it Bob is kind of funny isn't he I mean you don't take anything here I presume at face value but at the same time it's an honest account of songs that moved him yeah I think so I, I think when you said about Chronicles there and I, I thought as I'm sure you did I thought Chronicles was a fantastic piece it was hilarious of work. Too, yeah, yeah it was great but I mean he doesn't he's never given himself away so anyone who comes to this book saying well I'm going to get great insights into Bob you're not you know you're not at all there's yeah. the odd little thing where you think maybe he's talking about himself there but in Chronicles Chronicles ends with the uh, discussion of two songs he's talking about Pirate Jenny and he's talking about Robert Johnson someone gave him a record I think it was John Hammond gave him the whenever Robert Johnson was re-released in the early 60s and when I was reading that I thought, wow, this, you know, I think he's a great writer, but I think, God, this guy can really write about music, you know, and, and, and he does that thing that I think the best music writing does where he's in it as well. You know, he's, he's part of it. Music is a two-way street, you know, you're listening. You, yeah. it's, that's yeah. the experience of it, you know. It's not just about lists. Um, when you go to a gig, you know, if you just say, they played this and then they played that. 
that's no good to anybody. You know, what happened? How did it feel? You yeah. know? Yeah. And he also says inside in, in this book, he says at, at one point, the most important thing, it's not it's not about what the song is about, it's about what the song makes you feel. And I think sorry, going from Chronicles, I think, and you know, we were waiting for volume two. And you could say some of this is maybe a bit there's a touch of maybe volume two about it, because he does talk about, you know, the, the songs. But he's a good music writer, I think. And I mean, the thing with this is there was extracts published in the New York Times a couple of weeks ago, a month ago or whatever. And I read those and I thought, oh, God, this isn't very good. You know, this is a bit, it felt very like... Are you uh, saying that was out of context? Well, I, 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 do you know when uh, a deadline is approaching and uh, you might fire in something that mightn't be your best uh, work of all time because you have to have it in by five o'clock. You haven't done that. No, I, I haven't. I'm saying you might. Uh, and... Um, I got that feeling when I was reading that, a bit half arsed, I thought, right? And then it was Niall Stokes who said to me, because we were talking about writing a review about it, and I said, uh, I didn't like that. And he said, no, wait and see what the whole right, thing is like. Yeah. And I think he was right. Yeah. I think it works as a whole thing. So the bits on The Grateful Dead and, and, and Frank Sinatra and, and Hank Williams and Warren Zevon, you get in through the whole thing, you realise where Bob is coming from. Yeah, I think with the Hank Williams one in particular, I think is a very good one. He's talking about um, your cheating heart. And, you know, it's supposed to be about songs, but obviously, you know, we don't get to see Hank Williams singing that. We, we experience that through a record. So I think he's talking about a record there as much as anything else. And he talks about Hank Williams and the Drifting Cowboys. And he says, there's the pedal steel line on that and the violin line on that. And they follow Hank's melody around as he's singing. And he says, and it's beautiful. It's very delicate musicianship. And then you couldn't really have that now. He says, imagine if you had the Drifting Cowboys and Joe Satriani was playing the guitar right, with them, okay, right? Yeah. So if you think Hank Williams is going, you're cheating hard, right? And then Joe comes in, he goes, all this, right? He says, that's not going to work, you know? And then he goes on from there and he says, he says, that's that's what a lot of modern stuff, and he's not just talking about music, but he mainly is. It's a lot of modern stuff. There's not enough space in it. Everything is thrown at you. Everything is compressed and put in together. Whereas this, there was space. And I think that with the, with the best records, this is what I was thinking when I was reading it anyway, is that, um, you know, it kind of envelops you when you're listening to it. There's room for you in it, you know? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Well, hold on a second. I'm going to give you 30 seconds of what you've just been talking about. Hank Williams, you're cheating hard. You're cheating hard You'll pine someday And crave the love you threw away The time will come Tell on you. That's from Hank Williams. Hank Williams on 2FM. There you go. Indeed, absolutely. Some of the best country singers die in the back of classic cars. Mm. To quote uh, whatever you call them. Bright eyes. Yeah, I mean, he goes on on about, as he says, there's no room for that. And he says people don't, uh, maybe people don't dream as much in music anymore, dream about being musicians or whatever anymore, because dreams need a bit of space to work, you know? And I was thinking about, I had a very traumatic experience in the last week, Dave, I've got to tell you about it. My amp blew up in the house, you know? Oh my God. It died, my amp. And and all my furniture. Your amp? I thought you said your aunt. No, no, not my aunt. No, no. Well, not that I've heard of. She may have blown up this morning. I know. She was looking a bit peaky when I saw her last week. Anyway, the amp, right? And all the I furniture. I didn't actually. I knew you said amp, but I just thought that might sound good. All the furniture in my house is pointed at this yoke, you know? And I've had it for about 25 years. So I had to go to a, a hi fi shop. And, Sorry, your amp, you were playing a guitar through it? No, the amp, oh, the, amp oh, in the in the, the separates and the hi fi. Oh, separates and hi fi. So yeah, oh, I, had to go, right. I had to go up to this uh, specialist shop. I won't mention them on air in case I got in trouble. But um, the, uh, the lads had to talk me through it. It was like uh, I'd gone in with a medical condition and, oh, and they were saying it's going to be alright it's going to be alright <laughs> and eventually they sold me this thing and it cost a lot of money but it's great and anyway, I got it home and again you put on records 
records like that, like that Hank Williams one. Yeah. And it kind of envelops around you. And I think this is what Dylan is talking about, this space and, and music and what it means and how it feels. And maybe he feels that, because the book, you know, it says philosophy of modern song. That's a bit of a misnomer because yeah. there aren't any modern songs in it, really. It yeah. stops around uh, Elvis Costello, The Clash, Warren Zevon. I don't think there's much after that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because I think this is what he's saying. He doesn't, he's a, he could be, there's a bit of the old man shouting at a cloud here, you know. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Ah, yeah. I don't like this. I don't like kids' music and all that kind of stuff. There's a bit of that. Down with this sort of thing. Like the Who, the Clash and Elvis, or the Elvis Costello, that is, are the only three um, kind of... Uh, speaking of Elvis, are the mm. only three British ones or UK ones. In it. Yeah. Speaking of Elvis, um, th- th- there's one guy in it. Oh, God, I've forgotten his name. It's a funny name for a guy who's from the same town as Elvis. Is it Jimmy Wages or something like that? Johnny Paycheck? No, not Johnny Paycheck. That's a different guy altogether. Mm. He's, the, he's the outlaw guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's got this song, Pardon Me, I've Got Someone to Kill. But, um, That's no, right. Jimmy Wade's something, he's, he's Take like, this job and shove it. Yeah, there right, exactly. Yeah. But this guy's from the same neighbourhood as Elvis, and he talks about like how nobody's ever really given him a chance and nobody's ever heard of him that. So what he's doing here is yeah. like, there's no Beatles, and there's no Brian Wilson, and there's no that. So no Rolling Stones, yeah. yeah. Would it be fair to say that Bob Dylan really is never impressed with elaborate studio techniques or groundbreaking sonic invention or, you know, like George? Yeah, well, the thing is, I mean, and you'll notice, he said, in, in and he doesn't do an awful lot of interviews but he has said before how much he admires what Brian Wilson did how much what a huge fan he is of Paul McCartney he was kind of yeah. surprised maybe yesterday or something well the big this. song on the last album he mentions 47 different musicians and things of that's right Murder Most Foul that's right the Rolling Stones are mentioned on yeah. two of the songs in that I think and yeah. and also he always said Smokey Robinson was uh, America's greatest poet and all that yeah. Smokey Robinson isn't in this um, there's other ones Van Morrison is mentioned Paul Brady mentioned too yeah but I don't think yeah. Paul Brady's in this but no, Van Morrison is mentioned in passing when he's talking about another song um, oh, I read this. I didn't see that. There's no, well, he's ta- when he's talking about Willie Nelson's uh, on the road again. Oh, he right. talks about hard nose the highway. I think for a minute, but the like uh, like on his radio show he he played you too and and in in Chronicles uh, Bono features very heavily and and yeah. very complimentary. He's not in this. Maybe it's because Bono had the cheek to release a book the same day. Oh as my he did. god! Maybe that's it. Did you like? Did you ever listen to his team theme? Time I, every radio? episode of it, I loved it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I really like. I listened to yeah. a lot of it. It's funny. Yeah. But I mean, again, it's the same kind of humor here it's, too. It, that's what it? this is. This could be a playlist yeah. after. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing as well. Uh, like, I'd recommend this to anyone. I would because I really enjoyed it. But it is kind of aimed at fellas like me. Yeah. It, it's it, the yeah. taste. Towards fifties and rock and roll and rockabilly and old time country, country yeah, jukebox yeah, yeah. hits and, and all blues that, you know? and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Here, I'll give you another one here now. You can do- oh, actually, wait a second. Yeah, I'll give you this one here, uh, Little Walter. Key to the highway. I've got the key to the highway. Build out and bound to go. I'm gonna leave here running because walking. Little Walter Key to the Highway The Philosophy of Modern Song Bob Dylan It's the first book he's uh, released Since he won the uh, Nobel Prize for Literature And Pat Carty is here talking about it what, mm. Sorry, what's he saying about Little Walter? Well, Little Walter you see, It's just a great piece of music writing I think what he's talking about there Even though I don't agree with what he's saying So he says, look he's a, He was a better singer than anyone on Chess Records And last night, a different song a Deepest vocal in that entire catalogue And he talks about... Um, you know, he updates uh, this, that's a Bill Br- big Bill Brunsey song, and it, he turns the key to the highway into the key to the cosmos. And you go, when you read that, you go, Jesus, i got to hear that record, you know? And then he then he kind of slags off other people, and he says, oh, Walter didn't call himself the backdoor man, so he's talking about Howlin' Wolf, or he didn't fancy 19-year-old girls, which he's talking about Muddy Waters, and he says, of all the artists on chess, he might have been the only one with real substance. I don't agree with that, 
but I can sit there and tut and shake my head and still admire the way he writes it. That's mm-hmm. that's what I like about it, you know. Mm-hmm. I think the best music writing you don't have to agree with it, but it, it it's the way they say it. I the, hope. The know? Clash. What's the Clash doing in this book? London well, Calling, the track itself. Yeah, it's London Calling. I mean, he says a thing about the Clash. He says a lot of their songs, most of their songs, I think he says, are overblown and overdone. Now I don't agree that, with that at all either. That's just not true. Yeah, it's not true at all. <laughs> and maybe the, um, maybe everything is overblown and overdone because one thing that is never overdone and overblown is Bob Dylan's music. It's kind of you feel like well, it's one take and off he goes. Mm. Well, that's true. Well, I suppose maybe a lot of this stuff you know the stuff you were talking about there recorded down in Memphis all that was done like with tin cans and stuff like mm. that in, in rooms in yeah. people's garages and all done in one take because nobody wanted to spend any money and magic I mean those those records these these records and all, you know anybody listening to home will have their favourite records where magic is captured in a bottle and they can't like think of Bruce Springsteen's new albums I don't know I know you're not a Bruce Springsteen fan and I wrote a review about that right and Bruce covers uh, 12 or 13 you wrote soul. a review about the fact that I'm not a Bruce no I wouldn't I wouldn't waste <laughs> the ink on that but uh, there was 13 uh, soul songs right and, and you listen to the record when you get it and you think oh yeah that's pretty good but it's not as good as the originals and the originals it's just magic that's captured in three minutes and Dylan did it a few times in Springs interview and all these records here yeah. they, you know and it might be their only record but they for just for a couple of minutes they, they put their hands on the lightning and it was done right. and, and that's there forever and that's what's great about them well here I'm going to give you a bit of Johnny Paycheck then an old oh. violin tonight I feel like an old violin since it Ask me why I feel like this Hell I can't say I only wish this view Would just go away Old violin, Johnny mm. Paycheck it is wow. now, where was Isn't I? that great? Yeah, 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 absolutely So uh, the, even the picture on the back cover uh, yeah. of the book Which you can all see at home here, I'm holding it up there <laughs> Well, I, actually, we should say because there's a there's a designer who put this together, yeah, right? It's pretty now, cool. Actually. I can't. Uh, oh, Coco uh, Shinomaya. Sorry, Coco Shinomaya. Yeah. And Coco Shinomaya did the covers of the last few Bob Dylan albums. So oh, together right. through life and things like that. That yeah. you know the photo in the back of the car. Yeah. Beautiful photo. Yeah. So she put all that together, and she put this together. So in a way. Uh, even if you don't like Bob Dylan, um, this is a, one of those beautiful coffee table books because it's full of these pictures. It's got wanted posters, movie stills, yeah. photos of old shop fronts. And sometimes you wonder, what's this got to do with this song? But it doesn't really yeah. matter. It's just a beautiful thing to look at. And so she does, I, and she's only, her name is like in the tiniest print because I can barely see it here. And I think she should be bigger because it, it is a okay, beautiful looking like thing. Like when you're talking books of Bob Dylan, I mean, yeah. I actually have a copy somewhere of Tarantula. Oh, so do I. I don't remember anything much about it. Well, I, I, I said in that review, I said there's a patina of dust on it, uh, on the right. copy of mine, and that won't be disturbed until I move oh. house again. You know, Just it's... Yeah, you, you looked that up. Meaning there. word patina, and uh, uh, not Bettina, uh, who I know well. Um, the um, it's it's uh, it's kind of prose poetry stuff. It's very much of its time. It was written in sixty five, sixty six, when he was, you know, maybe not in the same mindset as the rest of the world. And I think it, it's it's you know it's I wouldn't rec- recommend that. But Chronicles, as I say, I think is beautiful. I think there's bits in this where he's he's getting at Chronicles. Johnny Paycheck there, right? Johnny Paycheck changed his name, obviously. He wasn't born Johnny Paycheck. And when Dylan talks about that, he says, some people change their names, you know, to outrun demons. And some people change their names to become the person they think they should be. So maybe he's talking about himself there. And then later on, when he does Willie Nelson's On the Road, uh, 
he kind of reveals, you know, he's been on the road for years and we'll talk about that in a minute. And um, he kind of reveals what the attraction is to him. You know, you're, you're, you're out there, you're making music, you're getting paid, you know, you, you go to the next town and then you get to live on the tour bus and people are looking after you. And you don't have to be at home where someone is saying, Bob, did you take out the trash? Yeah. Or you don't have the neighbours calling around and knocking on the door looking to annoy it's you. It's amazing how many bands will say that. Like when yeah. it comes to 8 o'clock at night and they're watching TV at home and they jump up on the coffee table and start singing. Kind well, of I, I think I heard Bono say it in an interview during the week because yeah. they haven't been on tour for ages and he's out doing that book thing now and yeah. he says it's great to be just back out doing yeah. what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, I suppose is, it is, is like what that. They do. Of course, yeah. now Bono and Bob Dylan would have a very different travelling experience to uh, the lads who are playing Whelan's tomorrow evening or whatever, but that's another thing. Right. By the way, speaking of tomorrow or the, the day after, but that's 48 right. hours, Bob Dylan is playing in Dublin mm-hmm. at Three Arena. Mm-hmm. Will you be there, Pat? Uh, I'm, I'm hoping so. I got, got the nod the other day, right. uh, so it looks like I will. Well, I hope so. The certainly. nod from Bob, is it? Uh, that's right. He gave me a shout. Yeah. Actually, when we think about it, right, we should be kind of complimentary because maybe he's in the country. Maybe he's sitting on that tour bus now. Bob, maybe five, he's listening. One, five, five, two, Bob. Maybe he's <laughs> out. Near, maybe he's out near the key. Out we near think the your docks. book is great. We think you're fantastic. I do think his book is. I do. I really do enjoy it. I Get mean, in touch. going to see Bob Dylan live right now. We've had this discussion on this very program oh, before, and yeah. we've been. I don't know. I'm, I don't know how many times I've seen him. Not as many as you, I'm sure. Well, I'm going on Monday for the seventeenth time. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah, at I least. D- it's definitely double more. figures for me as well. Yeah. And uh, nine times out of ten, I think there was once I saw him. And I really enjoyed it. But I mean, the last time he was here, right? The la- and he played in the same place, and he was just touring that um, American songbook stuff. Oh yeah, and. I was trying to think of something nice to say about him, right? <laughs> now, this is true, you know. And uh, this, is what I, this is what I came out with. And th- I thought, right, he'd improved from the time I'd seen him before. His voice was better. But what I compared it to was, it, it's like, instead of having a one-legged dog, you have a three-legged dog. And the point I was trying to make there is, well, you'll get your stick back, but you'll still be waiting for it. You know? So it was, that kind of, it was that kind of thing. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, uh, but no, listen, we should say, uh, yeah. because uh, there were, I haven't read any reviews of this tour because I'll probably be reviewing it Monday. But everybody's been saying that he's absolutely fantastic on this. For the first time ever, he is playing the same set list the whole time. So there's not any, there's not going to be any surprises. You can, you'll know exactly what's coming next. Yeah, the people that are most surprised are the musicians. Well, that's it. What's, I mean, what you, song has he just started you've seen there? him where, you've seen him where there's a uh, panic yeah. in, in musicians' eyes yeah. when he goes into something. And then the last yeah. time he played, uh, what do you call that one? Uh, Tangled Up in Blue. And it was one of those occasions where you went, Halfway through, ah, oh, that's tangled oh, up in blue. God that's what that sake, is. That's no, I was out in these halls here in RTE not to, yeah. last week, and yeah. I met Fiekno Brennan, and we yeah. were talking. Fiekno is going to this, and we were talking, and another friend of ours came up, and he'd just been back from the Palladium yeah. in London, and he was going, "Listen, you have to go and see him," and he was nearly crying, and he was talking about every grain of sand, and he says, "Listen, uh, he says I've been going to see him for 30, 40 years as have I," and uh, he says, "But this is the one." Now I've heard that before too. I've heard that every single every time. time when he comes here. But yeah. I'm I'm look I'm I'm very I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah I hope it I'm matter. Be there. It's Bob, and people keep saying to me, "Why do you keep going?" I mean, Bob, Bob comes to Dublin. Well, the like, thing is, as well, right? To see him. The thing is, right? He's eighty-one now, right? Yeah. This has to be nearly ah, the last stop. opportunity. Come listen, on! Listen, when the Stones played Slain in eighty-one, speaking of eighty-one, I know. people were going like with the Zimmer frames and the hospital and the oxygen on stage and all that. And surely this is the last time they yeah. ever play. Five hundred years. Yeah, later, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bigger I know. I know, but do you not think there must be like there'll be a time, and this is what's great. And also, I suppose if if the, if the tour is good, and I think the book is good, and the last record, Rough and Rowdy Ways, which is two years ago now, I thought was his best record since 
time out of mind probably or Love and Theft you yeah. know I really liked it and right. I think there's some great songs on it so he is going oh, through some Time Out of Mind would be 97 Love and Theft is 2001 yeah. so the best in 20 years yeah I, I think so yeah. and then there's also some exciting right. there's more it's great though well I think it's good I think it's very yeah. good actually and uh, I think say I made up my mind to give myself to you I think that's one of the best songs he's written yeah, in years the funny thing is that it's, it's the oldest person ever to get a number one album for, and the record lasted about six months because Tom Jones came out with one then well the thing is as well you remember that Bob Dylan is a very clever man and that was during lockdown and what Bob Dylan did he started releasing singles um, during lockdown and that one Murder Most Foul that goes on for 16 minutes yeah, or whatever that's 17. very hard to love it's it's easy to admire but very hard to love I, th- I think yeah it reminds me of Frank Zappa yeah. brilliant you can easily like like admire his music but yeah. do you really love it you don't yeah. love it yeah. so that's um, and, and that got to number one that was his first yeah, number I know, one I like think the you know? song itself is like, it's no just, it's, it's just funny. too long like, listen there's more Dylan news take it seriously though there's more Dylan news or this is a very strong oh, rumour this is a very strong rumour anyway you know about the uh, the bootleg series the, the, oh, yeah. which is fabulous and I, I want to point out something on that, that I, I was thinking about I haven't delved in as much as others have. The, um, well there's a new one supposedly coming out in the new year and it's based around the time out of mind because in Chronicles he was going on about fighting with uh, Daniel Lanois who produced that and it's got that beautiful Daniel Lanois sound I think but apparently Dylan wasn't happy with it so the whole thing is a, a different a different version of the album and all the outtakes that'll be fantastic like that bootleg like series thing. That's the thing about Dylan as well. This is the infuriating thing when it comes to songs. Like when the first one of those came out, and this is before Spotify and all that, so you had to buy it, you know. And everyone, the, all the reviews are saying this is before I was doing any of this kind of thing. Uh, all the reviews are saying Blind Willie McTell, Blind Willie McTell. Well, right. I mean, hold on a second. That was supposed to be on Infidels. Infidels, yeah. About 1983 you, or so. Yeah. And it's absolutely how he could have thought well, that's that this the, shouldn't be on the album. Like, you listen to it's Infidels. in his top three songs of oh, all yeah. time. You listen to Infidels and uh, what a neighborhood bully or something yeah. like that is on. You think, what is that about? <laughs> you know, I'm <laughs> sure anybody could have knocked okay, that off. Sorry. No, I get your point completely. And it really is. It's an incredible piece of music. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So just to go back to sure. um, this book here. Oh, yeah, there's like, a I mean, book, yeah. Look, here's a track that's there. And I'm going, sorry, here, are you ready for this? 20 seconds. Of this. Sorry, doesn't want to. Anyway, um, yeah, so go on, tell me all about the Eagles. Well, okay, yeah. right, the Eagles, right. Now, look, I know there's an awful lot of people listening who think the Eagles are the greatest things in sliced bread. I think they're awful. Right, uh, okay. I always have. And I, I, I must I say, I haven't really, I don't care about them. But having said that, I saw them about seven years ago at the at Three Arena. Yeah. And I'll tell you one thing, like at least they had about three or four other musicians on to make every single thing live and it actually worked pretty well. Okay, fair enough. No, 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 no. Look, I, look, as I say, look, it's not a, my music either. is a broad church, Dave. There's view. <laughs> oh f- there's God. room for us all. There's a the pew politician. for everybody. <laughs> all God's creatures have a place in the choir, for God's sake. Well, apart from the eagles. Back in but, uh, the, uh, anyway, but what he does there with this, this is a good thing about it, right? I saw that in the list and I thought, oh, Jesus, I hate that song. But um, he goes off then. To, because uh, Bob writes about it, you know, like no, it. Oh, no, 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 no. He goes off to free associate about Marie Laveau. The voodoo queen of New Orleans, right? So this is the kind of thing, and you think, right, well, other music writers aren't doing that. I think that's good. You know, he goes off and he talks about her and how she kind of invented the voodoo tourism into New Orleans. There's a similar thing that happens with Santana's Black Magic Woman is on this, right? Yeah, now, here, I'll give you a blast. Yeah. Got a black magic now, I mean, like, there they are doing whatever it is they do. But Peter Green, sorry, I'd much prefer him. I don't know what, they, what he's on about picking Santana. Yeah, well, you see, the thing with Santana, right? I could live the rest of my life without hearing that again. Uh, and that's not to knock Mr. Santana or any of his uh, loyal 
admirers. But what Bob does is he goes off, he frees us away from that. He ends up with the screenwriter of uh, Howard Hawks movies and the person who wrote the first draft of Empire Strikes Back before she died. Then he goes off into this idea that um, if you study music, the more you study music, the less you understand it. Is there a difference between, if there was a conductor here for the RT Symphony Orchestra and me, and, and I felt that this, that this music was great, is my opinion any more, any less valid than this guy? Of course it isn't. And uh, no. then he swings back around to the song and you just go, you know, this is what music writing should be about. Okay, but this is what music waffling is about. Oh, it's no, waffling. No, Listen, no, no, no. Do you know what I'm When you were talking to your no, man from Q song. last week, what was your man from Q there a couple of weeks ago? And you were quoting me and saying, listen, this is the most important That's thing. Right. Pete, listen, I'll finish. Pete Townsend once said, rock and roll is both the most important thing in the world and the most ridiculous thing in the world. There you go. That's Good man. Enough. Pat Carty it is. If you want to hear more about Bob Dylan, get out the current hot press. He's on the cover of that talking about that. And... Uh, that's all really, yeah. It's called The Philosophy of Modern Song. Bob Dylan, Pat Carty it is. Get out. Dave Fanning on 2FM.